Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. How you doing, Brother Dave? I'm doing well. Looking forward. Good, brother. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, we'll be in John chapter 8 tonight. And um, before we get started, I'll go ahead and let you guys know the next program that we have after tonight will be next Sunday night. Not tomorrow night, or not Friday night, but next Sunday night. So I wanted to make that announcement right off the bat. So... We'll be back next Sunday night, same time, same channel. We'll pick this up. And uh, Brother Dave, if you would, go ahead and open us in a word of prayer, brother. Yes, okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you tonight, and we give thanks for the word, and we give thanks for your dealing with us and for your teaching us the word and how to live it and how to chasten ourselves and purge ourselves and to accomplish those things that you preordained for us to accomplish. And we pray that we would become more pliable, more desirous of understanding your way of doing things and, and humbling ourselves and praying and seeking you and studying your word. And I pray this, Father, in Jesus' name. But also, Father, I pray against these fallen angels and their plans to destroy your work, to destroy your people, to accomplish the destruction of your people on the earth. And, Father, in Jesus' name, I know that their plans are going to bring about their own destruction. You're just giving them enough rope where they're just going to hang themselves. And, Father, all these people of different races that they flood our nation with, Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray that none of them will be able to reproduce here. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, you close the wombs of these women that come from these foreign nations who are not 
white people, Father, and that the women become, the men become impotent and cannot procreate. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that they're filled with great depression and remorse at being in these nations where they've transgressed the borders of their habitation. And I pray that they're filled with longing and desire to return to the border of their habitation. And I pray that as they do, that they're blessed there. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that they return with the knowledge of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And whether they get saved or not, that's up to you, Father. And I pray this in the name of Jesus, so be it. Amen. Amen. I tell you, that prayer, Brother David, prayer, let me show you guys a peculiar verse. Turn to Isaiah chapter 13. Brother David talking about going back to their own borders. Let's go to Isaiah 13 real quick before we get into John. Okay. I'm there. Isaiah chapter 13. Uh, just go ahead and start. Just read the whole chapter. It's not that long, brother. We're okay. supposed to listen to the wording. Isaiah 13, verse 1, the burden of Babylon, which Isaiah the son of Amos did see. Lift ye up a banner upon the high mountain. Exalt the voice unto them. Shake the hand, that they may go into the gates of the nobles. I have commanded my sanctified ones. I have also called my mighty ones for mine anger even them that rejoice in my highness. The noise of a multitude in the mountains, like as of a great people, a tumultuous noise of the kingdoms of nations gathered together. The Lord of hosts mustereth the host of the battle. They come from a far country, from the end of heaven, even the Lord and the weapons of his indignation to destroy the whole land. How ye, for the day of the Lord is at hand. It shall come as a destruction from the Almighty. Therefore shall all hands be faint, and every man's heart shall melt, and they shall be afraid. Pangs and sorrows shall take hold of them, they shall be in pain as a woman that travaileth. They shall be amazed one at another. Their faces shall be as flames. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened in his going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. Hmm. Yeah. See right there, she has her own light. And by the way, this this has never taken place in history, folks. This is a prophetic this is a prophecy of the future. This never took place. Never. Go ahead, brother. Verse 11, and I will punish the world for their evil and the wicked for their iniquity. And I will cause the arrogancy of the proud to cease and will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man that the golden wedge of, than the golden wedge of Orphur. Therefore, 
I will shake the heavens, and the earth shall remove out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts, and in the day of his fierce anger. And it shall be as the chaste roe, and as a sheep that no man taketh up. They shall every man turn to his own people, and flee every one into his own land. Ah, you say that, brother? Yes, I do. I keep on yeah. reading. Everyone that is found shall be thrust through, and everyone that is joined unto them shall fall by the sword. Their children also shall be dashed to pieces before their eyes. Their houses shall be spoiled, and their wives ravished. Behold, I will stir up the Medes against them, which shall not regard silver, and as for gold, they shall not delight in it. Their bows also shall dash the young men to excuse me, their bows also shall dash the young men to pieces, and they shall have no pity on the fruit of the womb. Their eye shall not spare children, and Babylon the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldees, excellency shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. It shall never be inhabited, neither shall it be dwelt in from generation to generation, neither shall the Arabian pitch tent there, neither shall the shepherds make their fold there. But wild beasts of the desert shall lie there, and their houses shall be full of doleful creatures, and owls shall dwell there, and satyrs shall dance there. And the wild beasts of the islands shall cry in their desolate houses, and dragons in their pleasant palaces. And her time is near to come, and her days shall not be prolonged. Amen, amen, amen. That's Babylon. That's Mystery Babylon the Great in Revelation, folks. Just wanted to, uh, Brother David, in his prayer, just reminded me of that chapter and that verse in there about all that bunch going back to their own land. Let's go to John now, brother. Yes. Okay. What verse did we leave off in? Do you remember? Uh, 19. Okay. Go right ahead. John chapter 8, verse 19. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, you neither know me nor my father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. These words spake Jesus in the treasury, as he taught in the temple. And no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. Then said Jesus unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins, whither I go. Ye cannot come. Now that's the Lord telling these suckers, you're going to die in your sins. You're going to die in your sins. Keep on, brother. It's interesting that he was teaching in the treasury. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just love that money, don't they? Oh, absolutely, brother. Uh, verse 22. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he saith, Whither I go? Ye cannot come? And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath. 
I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you, that ye shall die in your sins, for if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. And he puts a qualification in there. I don't, you know, that's wild. Colon. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Just got through telling them twice, you're going to die in your sins. Verse 25, brother. Then said they among him, unto him, who art thou? And Jesus saith unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. Then Jesus said unto them, Excuse me. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. Now he's speaking about his um, crucifixion right there when he's talking about being lifted up. Go ahead, brother. Verse Amen. 29. Verse 29. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. For I do always those things that please him. As he spake these words, many believed on him. Oh, now that that this is a this, this, we're coming up on some weird verses, folks. A lot of people just read over them. A lot of people settle on John eight forty four. But there is some interesting things going on here. Okay. Who's the context to who's he's talking about? And he spake these words unto him, and many believed. Who's he talking about? The ones that he just said, you'll die in your sins? Is that who he's talking to? Don't know. The context would indicate that. I'm just, I'm just laying it out there the way the scriptures say it, folks. The context would indicate that. Continue on, brother. As he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews. I, I thought that was interesting when I was reading it over again. Yes, it is. It's very interesting. And you, this is the way, folks, you need to read the book. This is the way you study. Not going in with preconceived ideas, but let the book show you what it's saying. This is very interesting right here. Go ahead, brother. Because they... The, the translators here definitely pointed out he's speaking to Jews. That's and they don't often do that. That's right. But that's they want you to know right here, hey, these are Jews. That's, that's what was, that's right. And you, you just got to get it, folks. Go ahead. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. Oh, oh, oh. well, well, watch what he says just a little, watch what comes up just a little bit later, folks. This is wild. Go ahead, brother. If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Ah, oh, okay, continue, brother. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. Oh, wow. 
if we be Abraham, now this is the ones that believe that he's talking to. He just told you that. Then answered they, then answered him, we be Abraham's seed. We've never been under bondage to any man. I thought they were in bondage in Egypt. In the book of Judges, they're in bondage to Canaanites. But who is this that's doing the talking? They're confirming they, the fact that the translators knew that they were Jews. Amen. God, there's, a, <laughs> there's something deeper than that, Edomites. brother. There you okay. go, bingo. They're Edomites. Mm-hmm. They are ne- Edom was never under bondage under to nobody that the scriptures talk about. They're telling the truth. They weren't under bondage. The Israelites were. These are our mixed breed here. They're telling the truth. <laughs> There's that's there. How do you know that the rest of the scripture bears it out? Read that verse over again, brother. They verse answered 33. him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Okay, turn to Romans chapter 9. Okay. He's dealing with these folks here in a different way, folks. With this bunch, he's different. He's 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 dealing with them in a different way, and most people will read over and not even catch it. Now let's see about this. this uh, who all's of Israel? That's not of Israel. See if Paul says anything about it in Romans nine. Go ahead, brother. I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that my that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenant and the giving of the law and the service of God, and the promises. Okay, he says, who are Israelites? Who pertaineth the promises, the adoption, all this stuff. And I'm saying this for a reason, folks, because remember what I've taught you about how corporate Israel was Judah at the time the Lord came. There was no northern Israel. And I'll take you and show you and prove my point to you in just a second. Because Paul's going to bring it up in this very chapter. When he's talking about Israelites from the time of the dispersion, from the time of the separation, from then on, Judah is Israel. For all practical purposes, even in the eyes of Paul, in the eyes of everybody, Continue on, brother, and I'll show you. He's fixing to bring it up in just a little bit. Watch it. Now he's going to mention the Edomites. It's going to come up. He's going to mention Esau. Continue on, brother. Whose are the fathers, and of whom, as concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all. God bless forever. Amen. Not as though the word of God hath taken none effect, for they are not all Israel, which are of Israel. Bingo. They're not all Israel who are of Israel. Israel, who's he talking about? Judah. Corporate Israel at the time that he's writing this. Continue on, brother. 
Neither because they are the seed of Abraham. Are they all children? Okay. What did he just get through saying? We be Abraham's seed. Well, Christ is going to go ahead and tell them as we go further down in John 8, I know you're Abraham's seed. Well, how's that possible they could be Abraham's seed? Well, continue reading, brother. We'll get to it when we get to it. Go ahead. But in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. For this is the word of promise. At this time will I come, and Sarah shall have a son. And not this, not, excuse me, <clears throat> and not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, the elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. The twin brother, Esau of Jacob. Esau screwed up, folks. Esau married into the Canaanites. It's the Esau is, only Esau is full-blooded Israelite. Only Esau. Okay? By election, Jacob was chosen over Esau. Why? Because God knew what Esau was going to do through his foreknowledge. Esau married Hittites. The Canaanite line in his blood has had the seed of Cain ever since. Ever since. You say, oh, that's so confusing. You've got to know the book, folks. And the brethren out there won't even deal with a lot of the, especially the, the ones that are, they know the word of God, but they won't deal with this subject. I listened to two or three of them today, did you, and I'm shaking my head. How could they miss this? How in the world could they miss this? It's because they all think, they think spiritual when it's literal, and they think literal when it's spiritual. And they they do the right thing thinking literal to a certain point, but when it gets to a point where it messes up their doctrine, they'll turn back to spiritual instead of literal. I'll show you that in just a minute. Continue reading, brother. Yes, like back when this book was translated, you know, um, several hundred years earlier, we had Martin Luther come out, and Martin Luther wrote a book uh, called On the Jews and Their Lies. Yep. And uh, he, you know, criticized them just up and down. So did John Calvin. Yes. And these men who wrote this book, when you said Jew, they knew what you were talking about. That's correct. They didn't need someone to teach them like you're teaching us today. Yep. They already knew that. They sure did. And they ended up kicking them out of all their countries eventually. They sure did. <laughs> but <laughs> nowadays, people got to be re-educated. And they have to be re-educated. They sure do. Anybody that can go back and read Jeremiah and see about the good figs and the naughty figs can get it. You can understand it. It's right there. It's right there in Jeremiah. The naughty figs, every country, they'd be hunted like hunters. It's, it's right there in Jeremiah. But they, 
Uh, not today, not this Judeo-Christian bunch of whom I used to be a part of. Continue reading, brother, and let's okay. get, we'll kick it into the northern tribe shortly. Continue on. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. What shall we say then? It's their unrighteousness with God. God forbid. For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then, it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that sheweth mercy. For this scripture saith unto Pharaoh, Even for the same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might shew my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and on whom he will he hardeneth. Okay. The Calvinists have, have taken predestination and foreknowledge and everything, and they've just thought about that this, this chapter has more than just election and predestination in it, folks. It's telling you also about they that are of Israel that are not Israel. Exactly what is happening back in John 8. And most, 99% of the expositors missed it. They missed it. Paul's given both not only election and predestination and God doing things according to his will, but also telling you about what the Lord's going to be talking about back in John 8. And I wanted, I just want to bring it out and show you. Continue on, brother, and let's get on down here to where he starts talking about the ten northern tribes that were lost. Go ahead. Verse 19. Thou wilt say then unto me, Why doth he yet find fault? For who hath resisted his will? Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? What if God, willing to shew his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long-suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory. Paul's going to switch the election part now, and he's going to jump, in verse 25, he's going to jump to us. But go ahead, read verse 24, brother. Yes. Even us, whom he hath called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. Ah, yes. Now then, verse 25, brother. As he saith also in Hosea, I will call them my people, which were not my people, and her beloved, which was not beloved. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. Okay, folks, they're not. God was not our people, and he was not our God. There was no northern Israel. In God's eyes and in scriptural eyes. No, no, no. Scattered among the nations. Go to Hosea chapter 1, brother. Okay. That's what Paul's quoting right here. I'm going to show you the whole thing here, how the Lord explains it in Hosea chapter 1. 
And I've mentioned it before. It cost my Bible professor 10 years. He laid the book of Hosea down and wouldn't write a commentary on it. He saw this, but he wouldn't finish it on out till later on, 15, 10, 15 years later, he picked it up and just wrote down the party line. He spiritualized the seed in Hosea chapter 1 and 2, and it's not spiritual, it's physical. This part is physical, okay? Hosea chapter 1, start with verse 1, brother. Verse 1. The word of the Lord that came unto Hosea, the son of Beri, the son of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel. The beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea. And the Lord said to Hosea, Go, take unto thee a wife of whoredoms and children of whoredoms, for the land hath committed great whoredom, departing from the Lord. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Diblaim, which conceived, and bare him a son. And the Lord said unto him, Call his name Jezreel, for yet a little while, and I will avenge the blood of Jezreel upon the house of Jehu, and will cause to cease the kingdom of the house of Israel. Got that? Cease. It, it caused the house of Israel to cease. That's the northern tribes, folks. That's not Judah. He's fixing to explain that to you as we come up on it. This is where even I persuade they missed the ball. They don't get it. No, 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 no. You're of the nations. You're, you become the Israel of God in Jesus Christ. That's where they miss it. Continue on, brother. And it shall come to pass at that day that I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. And she conceived again and bare a daughter. And God said unto him, Call her name Lohuhama, for I will no more have mercy upon the house of Israel. Got it? Do you get that? you understand that? Okay, brother, keep on. But I will utterly take them away. You got that? Utterly. Take them away. No more have mercy on them as Israel corporate. Israel corporate was transferred to Judah only. That's the reason it tells you in Zechariah he would save the tents of Judah first. Continue on, brother. Verse 7, but I will have mercy upon the house of Judah. Bingo. There you go. Continue, brother. And will save them by the Lord their God. And will not save them by bow, nor by sword, nor by battle, by horses, nor by horsemen. Now when she had weaned Lohuhama... Now remember, Lohuhama comes from Israel. Go ahead, brother. She conceived and bare a son. Then said God, call his name Loami, for ye are not my people. Got it? And You're not my people. That's Israel. Go ahead. And I will not be your God. Bingo. Go ahead. Keep on. Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured nor numbered. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, Ye are not my people, 
there it shall be said unto them, Ye are the sons of the living God. Bingo. That's just exactly what Paul got through quoting to you in Romans chapter 9. See, that's the Israel of God of Galatians 6.16. Because the Galatians are, are scattered, which used to be Israelites. Just like the Gauls, the Goths, the Visigoths, okay? The Celts, okay? All that bunch. The scattered nations. But there were no more Israelites in God's eyes. And he was not their God. Paganism moved in. You can read all about it in history, in church history. But because of the, the, the past, because of the genetics all the way back to Abraham, they were the ones that received the gospel. That's the reason for Western civilization. Because they were originally Israel, the house of Israel. And that's what Paul's trying to show you in Romans chapter 9. And back when we get to Rome, uh, back to John chapter 8, we'll understand why the Esauites, the, the, the part Israelites and part Canaanites, that's who the Lord's talking to. Because their father was Abraham, but still they're in a world of hurt because of what e, the, when, because Esau screwed up. And it tells you in the book of Hebrews that Esau went and repented and tried to get back right with God, and God did not accept his repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. Isn't that what the book says, Brother David? Amen. It's exactly what it says. That's the part you got to get, folks, and that's the part that's not being taught out there. When Paul mentions the Israel of God in Galatians 6, 6 16, he's not whistling Dixie. He's telling you the truth. That's the remnant according to the election of grace. He came into his own, and his own received him not. That was Israel corporate Judah. But as many as did receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Just like Paul tells you in Romans chapter 9. Even to them that believe on his name, and that's the spirit of grace that's buying the world for to get the pearl of great price. It's not hard to understand if you know the scripture and where it's at and put it together like it's supposed to be put together. Back to Romans 8. Back to John 6, brother. Certainly. I mean John 8. John 8, yep. Verse 33. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and we and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. See, he did not question their statement. We never been in bondage because they were telling the truth. And the reason they were telling the truth is because of what Brother Don has just shown you. They're Edomites. They're half, they're part Israelites. Continue on, brother. Verse 37, I know that ye are Abraham's seed. See there? You see there? They are Abraham's seed. <laughs> they are. But how can it be Abraham's seed and not ever been in bondage, see? They're telling the truth. 
Continue on, brother. But ye seek to kill me, because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and ye do that which ye have seen with your father. Whoa, now we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Go ahead, brother. And these are the guys that just said they, uh, the Bible said they believe. I know, that's wow. right. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, If ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. Oh, difference between father and children. I wonder what he means. He just got through saying he knew they were Abraham's seed. Isn't that what it said, Brother David? Yes. But down here it said Abraham's children. Oh, I wonder if there's a difference. Continue, brother. But now ye seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, We be born, we be not born of fornication. Okay, have they're ba- what they're doing is calling Jesus a bastard. That's exactly what they're doing. It's cleaned, up, it's cleaned up here in the English, but that's exactly what they're doing. They're calling Jesus a bastard is what they're doing. Continue, brother. We have one Father, even God. Jesus said unto them, If God were your Father, ye would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech? Even because ye cannot hear my word. And then that's that spiritual hearing and spiritual seeing that I'm always hollering and talking about. Why Paul says what he does in 1 Corinthians about the natural man receiving not the things of the Spirit of God. This is the Lord's way of saying the same thing. They got ears and eyes, but they can't see or hear. Some of them can't, but some of them can he just got through telling you up above some of them believed. He didn't say all of them, said some. I don't understand it, folks. Take it up with God. Continue, brother. Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. Okay, now we'll stop right here. I'm going to ask you a question. Who was the first murderer? Cain. No. Wrong answer. Right answer, but wrong answer. <laughs> it's, a, it's a trick question, brother. All right. Who was the first one that died? Well, the serpent. Ah, Adam. that's right. Spiritual death. You get yeah. it? Mm-hmm. He died, was, the, the serpent was the murderer from the beginning, but his son did the physical. You've got spiritual oh, yeah. and physical going on here, folks. Turn to First John. Chapter 3, brother, and read verse 11 and 12. Verse 11. For this is the message that ye heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of that wicked one. There you go. There he was of that wicked one and their sexual connotations and was of that wicked one. And if you don't believe it, 
don't believe Brother Don, look it up in the Greek. There's sexual connotations there, just like there is when Paul tells the Corinthians he's espoused them to Christ as a chaste virgin, but I am he, the begot, he, I'm afraid that the, Satan hath beguiled you. The same word that beguiled has sexual connotations in the Greek as well. So the two seed liners are right no matter how the brethren try to twist it. Okay? Back to John, brother. Okay. Verse 43. Why do ye not understand my speech, even because ye cannot hear my word? Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar, and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Which of your which of you convinces me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do ye not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. That, that's just as true this very day as it was when the Lord said it. They can't hear and they can't see. Verse 48, brother. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and hast the devil? And that, <laughs> there's a Samaritan bunch again. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. Yeah, so they were saying he was a, you know, a bastard. That's Samaritan. a half-breed. They're saying he's a half-breed yeah. is what they're saying. But they're really grasping that straws here because one look at Jesus and you could tell he wasn't a Samaritan. Well, of right? course. Of course they're grasping <laughs> So everyone. Looking at them like, what a bunch of fools. They're starting to really melt down here. That's correct. They're grasping at straws. Go ahead, brother. Verse 49. Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father, and ye do dishonor me. And I seek not my own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast the devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And thou sayest, If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. You see, you see, they're, they're, they're seeing natural. They're, seeing, they're not seeing the spiritual side. They don't have spiritual eyes or spiritual ears. All they see, they're, they're just looking at the physical. They're of this world. They're, then they follow the God of this world. It's all material. It's all material. It's all about the physical, not the spiritual. And you get hung up with that bunch out there that tags the name Christian onto them, that all they talk about is material and physical and literal and stuff like that, you're in the wrong bunch. I'm telling you right now. They don't have ears to hear or eyes to see the spiritual. That's not my opinion. That's the Apostle Paul's opinion and the Lord Jesus Christ's opinion. I don't care if there is white, it's snow white. 
Why do you not think that the Lord didn't tell the apostles to go yank the tares out? said, leave it to the angels to do. Huh? Let them grow together. That's what he said, didn't he, Brother David, in, Mar- in Matthew 13? Let them grow together. Yes, he did. Don't forget that stuff, folks. Don't be deceived. Continue on, brother. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead, who makest thou thyself? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. (laughs) But I know him and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and, and he, he saw it. Yeah, he, he turned. He just told him Abraham's their father again. See how the words switching, going back and forth. That's because he's talking literal and spiritual, folks. In the same, in the in the last fifteen verses, he's talking both literal and spiritual, and he has flat lost these folks. They don't have a clue what he's talking about. But the Lord speaking spiritually and literally. Continue on, brother. And was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? He sure did, because he was the theophany. He was the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament. He absolutely saw Abraham. Amen. Continue on, brother. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Oh, man. And they knew right then that that, that, right, that made the cat's fur fly when he claimed to be I am. That was what, that, that sealed the deal right there, folks. Amen. And, you, and we, when you read whenever they, when Caiaphas and them had him in there and asked him, well, come on, tell us, are you the Christ, are you the Christ? When he said, I am, that sealed the deal. Because I am is God the Father, and he was claiming to be God the Father in the flesh. See what happens in the next verse? Do you think I'm kidding? Go ahead, brother. That's Yes, that's exactly it from uh, Exodus 3, verse 14. Amen. That's it, brother. John eight fifty nine. Then took they up stones to cast at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. And that and that just sounds so innocent in the English, and it's supernatural how he done it. I've made mention of Amen. it before. How he just, they're all, they're all fired up, pulling their hair out, written their clothes, going to kill him. He just walks right through them, and not a hand's laid on him, because it's not his time. And remember that, you elect of God, you'll never check out till it's your time to check out. Your time, your hair, the Lord says the hairs on your head are numbered. You won't check out of here until it's time for you to check out. Is there any questions in the chat room? No, sir. Brother David, you got anything you want to add to this? Um, No, you know, it's a big subject, but 
I know we've talked about these things before, so you know I think you did a very good job here. I don't need to add anything. Okay. Well, folks, if there's no questions in the chat room, I appreciate you guys being here tonight. And Lord willing, like I said, we'll be back next Sunday night, same time, same station. Brother Dave, if you would dismiss us in a word of prayer, brother. Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you thanks for this evening, and I thank you for the fun that we had tonight in your word, the joy, the revelations, the understanding, your presence, your nearness to us. I give thanks for that, and and I cherish it, and, and let it never grow old, Lord. Let it never grow old with us, your presence, or may we not take it for granted that you're willing to fellowship with us. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that throughout this week that you would continue to fellowship with each and every one of us here who are in the chat room and to those who are sincere downloaders, who sincerely download to seek the truth, to seek the word, to seek the Lord Jesus Christ, and don't just download so that they can find out information to criticize about. But let those who... Let those who just come to criticize or to find fault, Lord, let them just be bored to death and bored to tears and let them just leave out of boredom or whatever. But, Father, let those who have a sincere desire, even if it may be just a little bit, Lord, I pray that that seed would be nurtured in them by the Holy Spirit and the Word of God and that it would grow strong until that little bit of interest grows and grows and becomes a mighty tree, and that they become mighty saints in the kingdom of God to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless each and every one of you folks, and Lord willing, we'll see you next Sunday night, Brother Dave. Contact information for Don Spears Ministry. Telephone number 334-397-2333. The email address is joydon1953. That's joydon1953 at yahoo.com. Mailing address 3155 Louisville Street, apartment D as in Don, D1, Louisville Street is spelled L-O-U-I-S-E-V-I-L-L-E, Louisville Street. And that's in Clio, Alabama, zip code 36017-36017. Thanks for listening, everyone. Good job, Brother David. Good night, Brother. Good night, Brother Kevin. Good job. See you guys later. God bless. Good night, Each Pastor and every morning. Good night, Brother. Good night, all.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.